the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bolverde Road. Here's your host, Milton Blake. Good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. And, well, we're here to talk gardening with you. Answer those gardening questions or just hear about what's going on in your gardening world. And it's an absolutely gorgeous Sunday afternoon here at Millburgers. Uh, I don't know what the humidity is, but it's pretty low because yesterday was all hazy in humidity, and today it's just bright and colorful as can be. That's because everything in the air and the ground blew away like yeah, that. Pretty much. My poor tomato. Remember the, uh, the yeah. um, oh, the one that you were going, you know, Milton, that's too tall. It's going to blow over. Yeah, it was It was not. We, we rested it against something. Boom. So finally we just took it in. But, uh, yeah, it was windy last night. Gosh. And then not much rain. It doesn't seem like. No, I got, a, I got a tenth of an inch. It looked like there were bigger showers up above uh, when you saw the radar north and east yeah there were bigger showers than we got but uh so if we have any of our rain rangers who are north and east of san antonio want to give us a report you can call us at 308-8867 308-8867 also trying to find out uh, we never did hear from anybody but we were at the end of the show uh and that would be whether um, what was the plant that we were trying to find out uh, deer experiences, whether it was uh, deer oh. liked it or not. Help me, Jerry. It's got the red flowers. Yeah. Um, got a jatropa. Jatropa, right. Yeah. J, J. Yeah. So uh, if you've had experience with that in deer, uh, whether they've eaten or not, give us a call because we had some we, questions. We on ranged that. up and down between confidence and <laughs> yeah, we <were>. well, lo- <laughs> looking at it. Yeah. Yeah, and you, if you had to make a judgment on it, it, just, it look, would look like something that would be deer-proof. Mm. Because, uh, you know, it's kind of a succulent, kind of exotic look. But then the fact that it doesn't appear on on the obvious list um, makes you question whether it has. Of course, it's not, it's not widespread use in the, the general landscape either, so... That's why the uh, your experience, the audience's experience out there would be pretty useful to us. Yeah, well, we, I bet you we'll get both. I bet you we'll still get both, but maybe we'll get one more than the other. The um, other thing, too, is this is a gorgeous day to be out working in the yard because of the uh, the coolness of the weather. And I, What did Roy say yesterday? How long is this going to last? Is this basically uh, it? Uh, yeah, this is it today. All right, so and get out there. Get in the 80s. 
and yeah, come on over wrong. to Millburgers and uh, get what you need, and then uh, head on out there and do some gardening and, and take advantage of this great weather. Trace is up on the porch with us. Trace, oh, do you want to ask Trace too what his experience has been with Jotropa? We were trying to figure out. Somebody asked us if it was a deer-proof plant, and we we, sorry, went, we, know, we didn't have any experiences with they it. They went so back we didn't and forth. Know. There's no such thing as proof. Oh yes, <laughs> pretty pretty much. There is this. Vincas. <laughs> yeah, Vincas. I was going to say irises too, but just that's just in my neighborhood, I guess. Yeah. I, I still have yet to find a deer who can read the list. So. The <laughs> well, what do folks tell? Oh, I, I, but I think there's some deer that read the list and go and and okay. chew on plants just, just to try to change the list. Yeah. Well, the best shrub I think that we sell that is pretty deer resistant is viburnum. Uh, the Sendenko viburnums. Uh, as far as the rest of it, I would say the salvias are probably the ones that people have the most luck with, and lantanas. Well, what about the Jatropa? Uh, well, I you, you were in the have, same boat as we are, huh? Uh, that's don't tropical, so I'm not sure I'd even be suggesting yeah. putting that in the ground. But as a container, it'd be interesting to find out. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because they don't they won't hesitate to come on eat things out of containers too. You know, I think some deer just look on that as uh, making it more convenient for them to reach it. They don't have to bend down. <clears throat> but. Hey, all right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free outside of San Antonio, it's 866-308-8867. Trace, what's going on today? Well, it's a brisk morning, lots oh, of color. Uh, we've got still got some of those famous plants that uh, came back mm-hmm. from the golf tournament. Yeah, we saw some yesterday. Where and, are they? Uh, okay. A lot of them are on the end caps. Uh, okay. There's rudbeckias and zinnias. Uh, there's some actually nice specimen Japanese blueberries and yopon hollies, but there's some really nice color stuff that we have at a now super these, price. These these medium zinnias over here, those are you know we've talked a lot about the butterfly garden. Boy, those would make a instant hit with they, the butterflies. They would, and uh, so the color stuff's getting more and more plentiful. So zinnias are are definitely one to be sticking in. There's somebody getting maybe some Mother's Day. Hydrangeas? Uh, we had a conversation about hydrangeas, and apparently they picked one. Good. All right. <laughs> All right. And then uh, so we got that. And then our plant of the weekend is uh, Jerry's baby. Jerry's My baby. baby. Jerry's baby. Jerry's baby, Althea. Uh, yes, tears come so to his eyes. There's about eight of them left, and uh, <laughs> I actually did get the bigger size in. So there's about 15 five-gallons. Oh, oh good. my goodness. Oh, uh, that'll, that'll want, be blooming immediately. Uh, they're pretty close already. Yeah. And uh, they're substantially size are, uh, at the moment. So, Did uh, you ever see his picture on on? I never cancer? saw his picture. Let me show you his picture. My my picture. While, while you're pulling that up, Jerry, why don't you talk about your baby? Uh, well, it's uh, called Blue Angel Althea. It uh, it, re- it was bred and originated in uh, in my hometown of Somerville, Tennessee, right outside of Memphis, and uh, it's. Uh, it it was picked up. We 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 propagated it here for years, and uh, uh, because it's it's a it blooms early, has a big big blue bloom, big blue bloom. I said that. Enough. You did. And you you did. got it out too. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, like Bing Crosby. My Elvis. Oh, okay. 
blue bloom. That is a pretty picture. I'm <laughs> telling you. <laughs> I told them they should have used my picture on there. But uh, anyway, uh, we had it at the Botanical Garden for several years, and uh, we propagated it down here. And uh, there's a white angel, too, but I, I guess they didn't send that out with a group. Uh, but it's uh, it's sold uh, worldwide. It's 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 available for sale worldwide. It was patented by uh, patented, yeah, patented by uh, uh, Greenleaf Nurseries, and uh, they found that they could grow them faster and, and a, a better plant if they grew them in Arkansas, in their main main headquarters, rather than in. Uh, El Campo, where where the Texas Greenleaf Nursery is, and so uh, so that's that's they grow most of them in Arkansas, and they'll they'll do they'll do a little better in East Texas as far as filling up a container and everything. As far as landscape is concerned, once you get a big plant like this, uh, it grows readily in this area. And how tall you said? Six or seven feet? Yeah. <coughs> The, the mother plant was six to seven feet. The in, interesting thing about it, uh, the uh, Dr. McFadden, I was telling the story yesterday that uh, Dr. McFadden wasn't very, really interested in this one. He was interested in a larger bloom one that uh, didn't bloom very much. And so I convinced him market-wise uh, we like to have things that bloom to, to sell. I agree. But he he he's a he he was a breeder, a researcher and a breeder, and so he was trying to get an extremely large bloom, to very similar to perennial hibiscus that would be on an evergreen plant, and uh, this plant is hardy all the way to Canada, uh, so wow. it, you won't have to worry about it freezing. So Jerry, would you use this as a specimen plant, or is it? You know, in the old, old days, we used Althea as a row. Yeah, as a hedge. I, I, remember, I remember there's a hedge still in my neighborhood that's probably 12 foot tall and 30 foot long. So, yeah, yeah. so it could play both roles? or It could play both roles. No. And, uh, but since this one blooms so much, uh, and, uh, and he's got some larger specimens, it can be used as a, as a, specimen plant, uh-huh. you know, on a patio or in a, in a large container. A corner of a corner of a house. Kind and of. They're, they're tough. Once they get established, they're sort of drought tolerant. It's definitely better than putting the tropical ones in the ground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's Blue Angel? I, I, I'm excited that it's on the market. That's that's, that's what our, our uh, and, and they're thinking about making it a Texas superstar. Ooh, wow. The, uh, That's what I heard. I've been buying from Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like the Alamo defenders. Yeah. Well, the last time I ordered, uh, they they had uh, moved a bunch of them from that facility down to El Campo on my truck. Um, so then, I, then I had to buy them from El Campo. Uh. So I don't know how much extra I paid, but. Um, they, they realize how good it is here, and uh, they brought everything that I didn't buy. They brought it down to, to El Campo till this batch came up. So, uh, Look you, at this. If you like, you like those? Those wow. came from the same place. That looks wow. like a slug and snail feast to uh. me. 
<laughs> what is that? Those are hostas. Oh, no. Wow. <laughs> you get a case of beer and beer traps everywhere. That's it. They're spectacular. We're making fun of them, but they're unbelievable. They're, they're some of the really fancy leaf ones over yeah. there, too. And uh, well, I, I was able to get a hold of. Well, up north, you know, you, you, oh, whole la- I've seen nearly whole yeah. landscapes with hostas. The booming kind of lots of different kinds we have, of we have so many people moving here from up north, and they like to have something familiar to home. Yeah, yeah. And that's definitely one of them. So, um, real quick to wrap up, plant of the weekend for this segment, the uh, it's Blue Angel Althea. It's twelve ninety nine in the one gallon containers. And there's and eight. Okay, there's eight, eight left. Eight plus this one, so nine. Okay, nine total, and then about fifteen of the uh, five gallons. Of the five gallons. Those are thirty-four ninety-nine. Those are thirty-four. This one, the one gallon's twelve ninety-nine, and Trace is uh, really cool with this. This is nice. So <laughs> no, no, but, but you know, sometimes people will do well. You got to come by and get it today, and that's it, and blah blah. You know what? If you are interested in one, call the nursery right now four nine seven three seven six zero. 497-3760. Call Millburgers and just say, I heard you talking about Jerry's baby Althea. <laughs> We're going to change the name of this one, too. And uh, they'll put aside, you know, as many as you want to buy, up to nine at least in the one gallon. And a lot of a lot of people may not know what we're talking about when we say Althea. Oh, Rosa Sharon. Rosa uh, Sharon. It's also known by the old timers as Rosa Sharon. Um, so you must have some biblical... It's significant. Story. I'm sure there is some story. I, ne- I never have. Maybe, maybe you can research that. And yeah, I never have looked it up. I was trying Dennis, to remember. Research that, will you? Most. I think people kind of equally called them both names. Right. All oh, my yeah. history. Yeah. They do. They do. So they'll put aside a couple for you. So you'll just come if you wanted to come. You knew you were going to be able to do it Tuesday night, let's say. Then you're okay. You don't miss out on the opportunity. But otherwise, come on out today. Get it now. And uh, and they grow fast. If if you want to see a picture of this, a beautiful picture, go to Plant Answers. Now, this is this is a little um, this is a, a journey uh. a little bit. Go to PlantAnswers.com. Find the list of topics. Choose miscellaneous. Choose horticultural heroes. Yeah. And then uh, click on Sam McFadden. Then take a break and have a coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Or you can go to plantanswers.com and do a search in the first search box for Sam McFadden. Oh, that's a good idea. Just do that. And then you'll see. F-A-D-D-E-N. And I have a feeling when you see how pretty this is. uh, Oh, yeah. And that's it's, it's a San Antonio Botanical Garden. Uh, and it's kind of a no-brainer. Really? If you're looking for something that has lots of blooms and they're colorful, I don't. Th- I don't think any out there uh, can out bloom it. But we don't. Milton has not run the the Milton. No, I haven't. Care of the I, haven't pest, so I have we, not tested it. We yet. don't know if it's oh absolutely tough. It well, that's true too. I don't so, know. But when you good. make the trip out, uh, I do have a lot of varieties of Altheas. Oh, yeah, right. if you want different colors. Different colors and uh, the smoothie series. Uh, there's some blended blooms. Uh, so there's a lot to pick from. Other, cool. Other than this, and uh, you can make rows out of all of them. All right. Yeah. No pun intended. Oh, thank you. Okay, Rose of Rose. Uh, okay, 308-8867 is our number, <laughs> 308-8867. Trace, what else? We had mentioned caladiums. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, every time Milton and I walk down the hill, we walk by those beautiful caladiums. What, what do you think there. of that aggie-colored one over there? Well, it's an aggie-colored. It what is an aggie-colored. 
So I'm waiting for the orange one to materialize. Uh, <laughs> Which are you calling? Aggie color? This one right here? No, right down at the end. The the, the one that looks uh, it looks more little more bronzy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it looks maroon. You know what I like? And they're on sale. I like, uh, and it's in kind of in the same league. You had a coleus over there, and you may still have some that was a almost a. Com- a combination of a maroon and burnt orange kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and that that thing, I I planted a bunch of them in my shady part of my landscape, and they and I've never had a coleus that grew so uniform and well shaped uh, before. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, it's spectacular. The colors is really eye catching too. It's a little a really different <coughs> a different color. Uh, but there are, we got other coleus over there too, don't we? Oh yeah, and then there's some some new varieties that came out that have uh, little baby leaves, huh. oh. and uh, those are kind of neat too. I'll bring one of those up here next time I come up. And of course, the whoppers. We do have whopper begonias, you bet. They're four and a half inch pots. I should have some hanging baskets as well. They're and they're spectacular. They're just as spectacular this year as last year. I've got both colors, and like them. Well, if you like begonias, which is Jerry's favorite uh, blooming plant. Next to Althea. Well, mm-hmm. well next to this Althea. <laughs> but the uh, but the whopper is, the, is just a bigger version of it. The flowers are larger. The leaves are larger. It's Texas-sized. And, yeah, it is, it's a real nice plant. And I think, it's, I think it's just as tough. I noticed that the wind did not, did not bother... Mine. I was a little worried about it because they've got begonias got stiff stems and that's with those big leaves. I thought maybe there'd be some sailing, but a lot of our shade gardens are a little more sheltered and didn't seem to phase them at all. That take a look at that if you've never grown any of those, you need to try them. And Trace, before we go to break, uh, you and Calvin talk a little bit about what's going to happen here on May 13th. Well, we're going to uh, introduce our butterfly garden to the world. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's coming it's coming out party. So yeah. So Millburgers has a certified butterfly garden, um, which uh, is very pretty. It's to uh, Trace did a good job of describing it. When you see the the big metal horse, it's uh, right behind it, and kind of catty corner. Yeah, there you go, catty corner to it. Uh, but it's been put together by uh, with Calvin and then the, the the crew here at Millburgers. Claudette, you said, was uh, taking the lead. She's going to come talk to us at some point and tell us a little bit more about what went into it. But uh, the dedication um, is going to be handled where Calvin will be here from 11 to noon out there in the garden and doing the show, and then from 2 to 3, out in the uh, butterfly garden, and of course we'll be available here at the radio oh, yeah. show if you ask more questions, and maybe, uh, maybe we'll have some of the staff kind of lingering that have played a part. This garden is unique, although, I mean, there's so many, so many plants that are will attract butterflies, and this, this garden kind of reflects that that there's a huge variety of plants, but you'll get to see them, and you get to see them how they work together and then we can talk about which are our favorites and uh, which seem to attract which kind of butterflies and then we got some handouts uh, we'll have plenty of plenty of different handouts for folks and then there'll be we won't talk about the specifics yet but there'll be a pretty spectacular uh, uh, 
price advantage for folks. Yeah, to help that, you build your own. Yeah, that uh, you come to the garden and uh, get a certificate, uh, and then you can, if you're buying butterfly plants, you can get a great discount here at Millburgers for stuff that's on stock. And we're going to have, already have, Millburgers already has uh, the uh, uh, milkweed, porterweed, um, misflower, and zinnias. And we'll probably, if I know Trace, we'll probably have more of all those, too. Those are my favorite butterfly plants. Plus, you know, the lantanas, the salvias, uh, all of the uh, coreopsis, uh, and all the uh, vincas, all those things that uh, the butterflies really are attracted to. So that's May 13th. It'll be up on the website soon, if it's not there already. Soon. And it'll and be related to what an ideal uh, family situation yeah, for I Mother's thought, Day. I thought that was a good idea. That would be a nice Mother's Day present to, yeah, get to all build the, this for Mom. Mom. Mom and the kids and and then uh, they can plant this whole garden. And it doesn't have to be huge to have a real impact on the butterflies. Very cool. So uh, keep your eyes out for that. We'll tell you more as we get closer. Um, and uh, we've got more information coming up. Uh, uh, Festival of Flowers is coming up, and uh, we've got some of the information here. So lots of things going on here. 20th anniversary. I didn't even, wow, I didn't realize that it right? been going on that long. I didn't realize that either. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. All right, so uh, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulevardy Road on 930 AM. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And right now it's the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the 6-inch pot for just $4.88. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant. And you'll find them in the 4-inch pot on sale for just $0.98 cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather. And now it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just three eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, nine eighty-eight. Just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place, millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 930 a.m. The Answer. Every Sunday at 4 p.m., you'll learn how to stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter, and save a furnace full of money when you hear the expert advice on the John Wayne AC Radio Show. Join host Glenn Slade this Sunday at 4 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem 
ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life, Bob Jenkins is the answer. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and ask about their 20% off special on lawn fertilization and weed control and $20 off a lawn aeration. 210-979-PEST. JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and we are making San Antonio's lawns green again, and I approve this message. Hi, this is Carl Amari, host of Hollywood 360, where I present the best in classic radio. It's the show about all things entertainment. Join Carl Amari for Hollywood 360, Sunday nights at midnight on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Welcome back to Bill Burgers Garden in South Texas. Y'all just talk. 308-8867 is our number. Yeah, that's okay. I, I turn your mics down. 308-8867. Oh, we can be loud enough to be on your mic. Well, I didn't want you to be. Y'all could just still talk. I was trying to let y'all. Can you hear me, Calvin? <laughs> <laughs> I remember those shows. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I forget who that was. That was... That was actually very humorous to hear them trying to pot you down, and uh, yeah, you were having none of it. All right, 308-8867, 308-8867. All right, so I need advice, too. So I was kind of... I know you do. <laughs> I need lots of it. So if I was going to try to do cantaloupe or watermelon from seed, y'all mentioned that. No. Oh, Calvin, if I was going to try to do cantaloupe or watermelon from seed, just one of the two, which one is easier? I think cantaloupe is easier. All right. And is there a variety if I get it from seed? Because I don't think he had the transplants yet. I don't no, know. Do they even do whatever seed they? The, they said they had had it. No, so there's no variety. It's not like watermelon. There's black diamond. There's super seedless. There's you know, there's a one called. Uh, Ambrosia. Oh, okay. Cantaloupe. I, like I said, I, I don't know what's on the seed right. Yeah, I was trying to think. I don't. And I think one, Ambrosia is there. But should I wait until the transplant? One of the commercial go? ones called Magnum Forty Forty Five. Ooh. I, no, I think I. I'd go ahead and put the seed in. Okay. Because they're. Oh yeah. If you uh, if you had people over and they ate cantaloupe or anything and threw the seeds out, they're coming up everywhere. <laughs> oh, are they really? <laughs> okay. And then the soil temperature my, has warmed up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, I noticed in some of my containers on the patio and then uh, by the edge of the compost pile and, and everything. So they're they're ready for action right now. Can we do honeydew? Yeah. yeah. All right. Same thing. It's It grows like a cantaloupe. Okay. Well, it looks like a like, like oh, muskmelon. And has anybody ever done tiger melons? Didn't the we striped, have a, striped didn't melon? We? Yeah. Didn't we talk yeah, about that? It's a cantaloupe, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. All right, well, I'll try something. Been a while. I'm going to get some seeds, and we'll see what happens. Where Where are you planting them in a container, or what are you doing? No, I was going to just put a little place for them in the yard. Oh, I don't okay. think I can do Can you do a vine in the container? Sure. Oh, a lot of people do that. Cantaloupes, yeah. Really? 
Just a yeah. If you got a, it just, it just goes over the top. Yeah. Yeah. Runs along the ground. Okay, I and can it, do that. It, it's not a savage vine like uh, it's not like uh, tatuma or anything, uh, cantaloupe. So you you can a- actually more like a cucumber in terms of a trellis. How how much does it need? Uh, how big does the uh, pot need to be? Bigger the better. Yeah. Okay. Five gallons at least seems reasonable. Okay. And you know what you need to use on it. Copious amounts of ozone. There you go. Oh, I thought you were going to remind them water. Uh. No. <laughs> I think if you just use copious amounts of ozone, uh. you don't even have to water them. Now, if you've got, yeah, if you've got a five-gallon container, yeah. you, you, when, once it gets going, you will have to water it yeah. every other day at least. Cool. All right. Well, it'll be fun to try. I put it somewhere that it's going to run. That you, of course, you can direct the, the you can you can move the vines. Yeah. As it runs, but they they're big vines. Well, it, if I, they're not as big as a pumpkin. Okay. <laughs> but uh, or a tatuma. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They might. I don't know. Struggle to be as big as a tatuma. Oh, my tatuma just goes right over the top of the channel. <laughs> I mean, it, it's like it, like it sets a goal for not just the next door, but two doors down, and then it's heading in that direction. Oh, Stand okay. aside. Weren't there some people that were making uh, cantaloupes into like climbing vines? Yeah, you can you can put them up a trellis. And then you and some people will. Uh, you just have to support the cantaloupe? Support the, the weight. Okay. The, no, reason, I the reason we said cantaloupe is because the cantaloupe tells you when it's ripe. How does it do that? It comes off the plant. Oh, really? Yeah. It goes, oh, that's pop, easy. splat. <laughs> that's, oh, that's easy, though. Now, so but, you, you might, I don't know if women still wear pantyhose or not, but uh, when you when you set a little fruit, if you grow it in a, in a upright upright situation yeah or you see a little fruit you put a put it in a pantyhose and tie it to the tie it to some to the trellis and then it can, okay. it can expand and it can expand oh and, wow and uh and when it falls it, go, it doesn't go plop as as cavalry okay that's kind of cool all right I'm going to go look when we get through and see what okay we see what uh, I, I, almost any variety of work on cantaloupe are they all pretty good? Maybe that's somebody, something our listeners could call in and tell us what varieties they like the best. They're going to call on Ambrosia and mm-hmm. Magnum 45 or you don't or do some of those. There's, uh, there's some other variety. The original or Perlita. Perlita. The, yeah. uh, the one they called uh, the uh, Pecos. You know, the Pecos cantaloupe milk. is so famous for being grown in Pecos and watermelon. Because of the dry climate, the desert-like climate in, in Pecos, Texas. No. Oh. It's, it's not a variety. I don't think they ever had a variety of Pecos watermelon. But uh, uh, they, u- they used uh, all sweet uh, for the watermelon and, uh, and maybe crimson, crimson uh, sweet. And for the cantaloupe, uh, the original cantaloupe developed by Texas A&M, by the way, was Perlita. And it was resistant to uh, powder mildew and uh, downy mildew, fungus disease. So uh, developed by uh, uh, Dr. Correa in uh, in, rear, in Westlaco. Cool. Now, how long does it take for me to start noticing 
I guess the vine, does the vine come pretty quick? Or? Yeah, the vine is, uh, you'll, you'll have a long vine in two weeks, two to three weeks. Oh, that's not bad. Established. Yeah, the seed will germinate you'll, quickly. You'll have fruit. It's like a squash. It has male blooms and it has female blooms. But the hybrids that I imagine are on the, on the siege fracks are, are, have a tendency to produce a lot of female blooms. Okay. But it'll, it'll pollinate. They cool. don't have enough male to pollinate. All right. And it has to have bee pollination, insect pollination. All right. But that won't be a problem with you spraying or doing anything no. like that. Uh, I'm, um, you're, you're, I'm lazily organic, oh. <laughs> which means I don't do anything and just hope for the best. Hey, our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. I'll be sure to bring you one. I got it, yeah. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have to talk to you about when, when it's hard to tell when it's ripe. All right. This will be fun. Like that. Uh, I just got my mail, May Millburger Landscape and Nursery Yay. newsletter. All right. And it's a good one. It's got uh, Attracting Butterflies by Keith Hanson. Used to be in in Tyler, County, County Horticulturist in Tyler. Had retired. Has he retired? Huh? Yeah, he's retired. Greg Grant took his. But uh, he's got a nice article on attracting butterflies. And I learned a couple of things that y'all never have mentioned. And that is butterflies like damp areas where they can sip water and dissolve salt from the mud. This is called puddling. Y'all never have mentioned puddling. Well, yeah. you did, if you came to our butterfly uh, presentations, you would see that. Oh, you mentioned puddling? Yeah, that's kind of a... Here's more ways to attract butterflies. We do. I have to admit, we do emphasize the plants rather than <laughs> the puddling. But it's it's kind of cool because uh, you you know you can have a, a puddle that's evaporating, drying up, and all around it there'll be the be butterflies. Yeah, and then uh, at one presentation, one of the obvious butterfly experts in the audience said it's only males that do that. But I only males do the puddling. Yeah, that, that that's that still que- that's that still questionable. Sense. I don't because I in the literature I don't see that they mention very often. They mention that some on some varieties you'll see males that puddle, but other varieties it sounds like everybody puddles. Yeah. So. <laughs> everybody puddles. Oh, you know another another if you're into, book, if you're into messy. Uh, they like that old moldy, uh, fruit. sour fruit. Yeah. Yeah. He mentions that overripe fruit will also draw many butterflies. Now, I've seen that in uh, in the butterfly houses at at uh, Wild Seed Farms. Used to have a butterfly compost house. piles. Compost pile, and uh, at the zoo, uh, when I went in there to take pictures, of course. The butterflies were on the rotted fruit, which didn't make for a good background for a picture. Yeah. So, uh, but they were. Beautiful they were, nature and action. Yeah, they were really attracted to that rotted fruit. 
A shallow pan on the edge of the garden filled with slices of melon or banana will attract a lot of attention. Try using cantaloupe rinds, Milton. All right. Ooh, good. Uh, clipped to a coat hanger and hung in the sun, uh, sunny spot for drawing butterflies. Nearly any kind of overripe fruit, especially if it's fermenting, will host a crowd of, of butterflies. Those guys, those butterflies are just like Minnesotans. Well, yeah, all you need to, is a little alcohol in your. There you fruit. go. <laughs> But uh, they, they've got some uh, a lot of good information in there. There's uh, one. There's one butterfly uh, that I saw for the first time a, a couple weeks ago. That's especially attracted to the rotting fruit, and that's where I saw it. It's called a question mark butterfly, and it's got these just looks kind of a, a sharp edges and, and angles on its wings. Huh. Plus, plus a neat color. Yeah. So if you do if you do that, try that uh, rotted fruit, then you'll probably you probably see them because they're they're all around. And I think they, if I remember right, they lay their eggs on hackberries, so we got plenty of those. There too. you go. Also in my uh, May Millburgers Landscape Newsletter, Gardening Newsletter, I've got a dollar off coupon. Ooh. For the San Antonio Festival of Flowers. Hey, all right. When is that? Saturday, May 27th. Gracious. Yep, it's only a month away. Yeah, kind of the end of the month. Ann's going to come on next week and talk a little bit about it. Nine to five. So uh, that's that's another reason to... How do you... Let's see, I guess you can print the coupon off if if you get your newsletter online. Yeah. I guess you can print it off and get the coupon, right? Yeah, I think you probably That's could. I don't know. We'll, ha- we'll ask Ann next week how that works. That's the way it works. She's going to be up here visiting. Tell us about some of the new folks that are going to be there. Apparently, people have been clamoring for that patio garden again. Is that right? Yeah, I think they want that. That, that was that was pretty popular. <laughs> we had some pretty good specimens. Yeah, we there. did, actually. Hey, we're going to take this opportunity to take another quick break. Give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. It's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road. And right now is the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the 6-inch pot for just $4.88. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant. And you'll find them in the 4-inch pot on sale for just $0.98 cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather. And now... Now it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just $3.88. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, $9.88. Just $9.88 in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place. Millburgernursery.com, Millburgernursery.com. 
Have you still not refinanced your mortgage? Well, soon you may be kicking yourself in the head. Hi, I'm Wesley Hogan with Westland Financial. And interest rates have gone up recently and will continue to rise, but they're still at historical lows. So don't delay. Let us lower your monthly payment, consolidate a first and second, pay off other debt, or drop you into a 15-year loan with no closing costs. That's right. Nothing's rolled into your loan. We'll pay for your appraisal, title, underwriting, settlement fee, everything. Do not miss out on this historic opportunity. Whether to purchase or refinance, you'll pay no closing costs. You won't spend a dime. Think about it. All it takes is a five-minute phone call to find out how we can save you hundreds or even thousands of dollars a year. And by the way, Westland Financial now is proud to offer reverse mortgages for our clients over 62. So call us at 888-455-3669. The only way you can lose money is not to call Westland Financial. That's 888-455-3669. 888-455-3669. Westland Financial Corp. is located at 200 East Sandpoint Avenue, Suite 800, Santa Ana, California, 92707. Licensed by the Texas Department of Savings and Mortgage Lending as an SML mortgage banker. NMLS number 3304. Not all loans apply. Equalizing lender. Calling all golfers. Be part of our golf tournament May 4th at the Alamo Ranch 151 Business Association Scholarship Tournament. We have some fabulous prizes. First place team, tailor-made M2 driver for each player. Second place team, Callaway golf bag for each player. Third place team, Cleveland sand wedge for each player. Closest to the pin, Oakley sunglasses. And longest drive, Oakley sunglasses and more. Individual player is 150, team of four is 500. Each registered golfer receives a ticket for a chance to win a 55-inch 4K TV and also includes a barbecue buffet and a steak dinner. Call today, 210-744-3488. Again, that's 210-744-3488. May 4th, the golf tournament at the Golf Club of Texas. See you there. Hi, Rose. Thanks for coming over for lunch. Come on in. Ah, thanks, Linda, for having me. Wow, it smells like garlic in here. Are you trying to ward off some vampires? (laughs) Not at all. I recently read an article on the health benefits of garlic, so I'm trying to add more into my daily diet. Why don't you just take Kyolic Aged Garlic? What's Kyolic Aged Garlic? Kyolic Aged Garlic Extract is the number one best-selling odorless garlic supplement on the market today. Notice I said odorless. Oh, really? Tell me more. Not only is Kyolic organically grown, but it's aged for 20 months, creating beneficial compounds not found in fresh or powdered garlic. Is there any research? Can you believe there's over 750 published scientific studies that prove aged garlic extract reduces many cardiovascular risk factors and supports overall immunity? So where can I get Kyolic? Kyolic aged garlic extract is available at fine health food stores everywhere. Check out their website at kyolic.com. Back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Our phone number is 308-8867. 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Uh, looking through my uh, Milberger Landscape and Nursery Gardening newsletter. Have we told people how they can get that? You can. Uh, there are a number of ways you can get it. Can you? Can they still go to PlantAnswers.com? Yeah. You can go to plantanswers.com. You can go to millburgernursery.com and sign up for it. If you even if you don't, you can get choose between the um, male male version or the female version. Either one you want. Oh. Uh, you can have it mailed to you, 
or you can get the digital version. There you the go. digital version has more color, uh, or is color. The um, but uh, the and even if you don't have internet access, you can call the nursery at four nine seven three seven six zero, and they will put you on the list so you can get it mailed to you. Or when you come by the nursery, yeah, you, you can just pick come, come, come once a month and get yeah, those come on by and visit with us. Ask your gardening question right here. We'll we'll, we'll take it. Well, while I was reading it, it uh, they always use my uh, May gardening and la- uh, lawn care tips uh, for the month, and uh, these were written quite a while back. <laughs> and uh, as I was looking on the plant, what to plant at this time of the year, it says wait to mid-month to plant periwinkles. Yeah, back in the old days. And then I before Cara. Then I looked at uh, there you go. Then I looked at my on sale at Mill Burgers, and it's got Vinca Periwinkle Cora series on no. sale. Yep. Now. So. Looking out of them right there. The times times change over twenty or thirty years, and uh, when we wrote when we wrote that. Uh, uh, wait till mid mid month to plant periwinkles. We were ma- our vinca. We were mainly ta- thinking about uh, if we had, especially if we had a rainy spring, we'd get aerophotophora uh, in the, in those plants. And then along came uh, coravinca, uh, the coravinca periwinkle series. Which has uh, some resistance to aerophotophora. Aero Neil doesn't like it when you use the that is a synonym, the vinca and periwinkle. He Did, doesn't like that. Do you remember? Oh, did you remember him writing that up? He, uh, I think it's yeah. The periwinkle, the periwinkle is the is a ground cover to him. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. Or he did the other way around. I can't even remember which. Vinca. Vinca is a is a ground, ground cover, cover too. Yeah. Lesser or greater rink. Yeah, right. Yeah. And then the periwinkle is the flower here. So he. <laughs> and we kind of well, use. I think we use vinca more than we do periwinkle for the. Yeah. For the flower. So. Well, the really, really and, and even in Millburgers, uh, uh, sale of the week deal, uh, they've got vinca and then periwinkle in parentheses. Yeah. Oh. Because uh, people learn them by different different names, and we don't recommend that uh, the ground cover vinca much anymore. No, because, because of the uh, it's real sensitive to the droughty weather, and uh, and so uh, uh, Dorothy used to have a nice bed of it that just kind of oh, that right? diminished through the, the that droughty period the last ten years. But uh, uh, what you got? Uh oh! Hey, how are you? Say, man. <laughs> All right. You want to ask your question on the air? You're used to being on the air. You want to ask your question on the air? That's an orchid. Failing off the sword. Here you go. All right. Yeah, what do you want to do? You can give it to Milton. You're on the air. No, he's not going to okay. give it to me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Hey, you no, know, I'm having trouble every year with peppers, no matter what kind. Red bell, green bell, carmen. Um... This is the first year that they actually grew. They've grown tall, 
and they got plenty of leaves, and they look really healthy before they were old, with disease, never producing. Yeah, that's but bad. I can't, I'm not getting any peppers off. Oh, no. you wanted peppers. Peppers, yeah. <laughs> it's it's, uh, are you talking it's, bell peppers it's still, or jalapenos? Well, I have, I have Carmen's, you know, the Italian pepper, okay. and I have red bell peppers. Okay. And yeah. some others, too. But I just don't get any fruit. Well, it's still spring, and so it's, some, it's 50 it's degrees at, uh, yeah, at night still. Okay, so it's still. But it's, I, I have the same tr- trouble with bell peppers. I never have good luck with them, but I have much better the banana peppers and jalapenos and everything once we get into the hot part of summer. Oh, okay. So it's off. just early. Well, at least this year they look healthy. The last couple of years oh. they look all diseased. I don't know that Italian pepper. Is that? I don't it's either. It's a Carmen. Yeah, it's a, you know, a, a Is it hot? long cilantro. No, 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 no. Oh. Sweet pepper. Oh. It's hard to find. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But, okay. yeah, just give it a little time because um, they, they like hot weather. Okay. And you're gonna get the orchid? Uh, this, yeah. <laughs> Just because I garden, some my daughter brought this home from a friend, and I know it's an orchid. Yeah. I have no idea what kind, and I she said do something with it. Well, what do I do with it? It's Jerry said it's, it's phalaenopsis. It's phalaenopsis. Huh? How can you tell? Well, uh, because that's the most common one. Well, and that's the foliage. The okay. foliage. So. But. Yeah. It is broken and stuff. Yeah, you I, don't have to worry about those those arrow roots. Yeah, I know the tendrils are not a problem, but the main th- main thing you want to do is water it with a uh, a water soluble fertilizer. But you uh, water it sparingly. You uh-huh. water it sparingly, and keep it in the sunniest location that you can keep it in. Sunniest location indoors. Indoors. Yeah. Now well, we, you can put it you can put it outdoors for a while for during yeah. the, the well, spring, see, this, summer, and this fall. This pot has a false bottom on it. Yeah. Is that necessary for for these kinds of plants? That's good. That is you, the way. You don't so want it, really, you don't want it wrong standing with this. No. There's nothing wrong with it. It's no. Just no. Wait till it blooms. Those those are just arrow roots coming out of it. Yeah. Here. These. Yeah. I read about these, so I know. And you're not supposed to cut them or anything. Well, you don't but have to. I don't. And but people, that's one thing. People think that, oh gosh, that can't be right just to let that water run through that big, that bark. But that's that's all you do. You don't want but to. What about it. what about repotting it? Does it make any difference? They don't really need a lot no. of. The, you, you can go on to uh, plantanswers.com. And and then uh, that's what we do here. Answer questions about plants. So yes, that's how you remember. Answers.com. <laughs> I, I know that. Yeah. And uh, uh, under the uh, under orchids, under flowers, uh-huh. we'll open up the flower section, okay. and then and then under orchids, and it'll tell you. It gives you step by step procedure on how to how to tunnel. Ours? But you don't you don't re, you don't repot them very often. No. Okay, well that's good. Then I'll just send it but back. The important yeah, thing is to water with that water soluble fertilizer. When we okay. just and set ours, grow, rapid grow. Yeah. And you just water up no here. No special kind of. No, just you, you water where in the center. In other words, from where the top. Okay, yeah. Because they like that moisture. Yeah, like that moisture. And we just we put ours in uh, near a south facing window. And it really works well. It blooms for about five five months a year, and uh, that that's plenty. Even though the you know the sun doesn't come directly on it, 
but it it's, well, almost the lights there. Yeah, yeah and uh, but it can take more sun than that too. But uh, but it's uh, that's perfect. A south facing window will do the job. How often do you water here? Once a week? Yeah, once a week. Now don't, don't can we fertilize it about once a month? Okay. Thank you guys. Thanks. Thanks for coming by. Good seeing you, ma'am. Yes, sir. See you on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. All right. Sure, I'll be there. All right. 308-8867 is our number. 308-8867. Toll free. It's 866-308-8867. I wish I could claim that picture, Milton. That's a pretty good picture. Of the what bug. is it of? Uh, oh, butterfly. Yeah. Monarch, Monarch on milkweed. But uh, that's a great picture, and I, I imagine it's even better in color. So uh, you can look at uh, the newsletter for this week, this month. It's a good one. And Monarchs are still kind of lingering in the area. Oh, okay. It, it won't be too long before they'll be gone, but they're uh, laying their eggs. I recommended to somebody, you know, we were faced with that question, I'm trying to grow this milkweed, but those darn monarchs are laying these eggs and the caterpillars are eating it. And my suggestion was they let the monarch caterpillars have it now, but then once the monarchs leave in May, then they they just protect the plant from the queen butterflies and let it put some foliage on, because uh, the monarchs won't need the foliage until next spring again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because they, when they come here in the fall, they they don't lay eggs; they uh, just get the nectar. Yeah, I looked at uh, last week's interest on plantanswers.com, and still in the top four, well, in the top two, uh, Yellow St. Augustine is mm. still right there at the top. People are wondering uh, wh how to, why their St. Augustine is yellow coming out, and also why... Uh, uh, also, watch yellow and uh, and and what to do, what to do about greening it up. About uh, like 831 people last week uh, came in and wondered about their yellow Saint Augustine. I think you may have something where your where your uh, winter grass is dying now, going back, and that's causing it to be yellow. Because I I noticed in my winter grass. The Saint Augustine is under there, is under under that yellow foliage, but it's green. I yeah. mean the, the, the mine, mine is more of a going from a real thick to kind of opening up. Right, right. But my there's a relatively new lawn uh, across the street from me, and they had really had problems with uh, brown patch last fall, but boy that has repaired. And that is the luscious, greenest looking. They fertilized and everything. Their lawn really looks good. Hey. So that uh, that doesn't have to be green. It doesn't have to be yellow. Right. That's 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 Mary. Uh, okay, I'm not sure. All right. Uh, ask at the gazebo. They'll 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 find they'll find or a place. That, or that woman in the All yellow right. yellow shirt will know. Yeah. All right. 308-8867, 308-8867, toll free, 866-30. Oh, can we ask it on the air? That's okay. Did you want to come on the show and ask it? There you go. Give you, give you the mic. I don't want to, actually. 
Okay, well, you, you, you talk to Calvin real quick, and then All right, what's up? we'll see if he can help you. 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. While we have a second, let me tell you, if you're coming to Millburgers to say hello, you want to come by and uh, check out the fine line of Nature's Creation products. Nature's Creation is an all-natural line of lawn and garden products, which includes natural fertilizers, herbicides, insecticides, fungicides, and soil amendments. And their slogan is their mission. They want to provide products that are kid, pet, and planet safe. Nature's Creation is a Texas company which has combined the uh, fast, the latest in organic research with traditional materials to offer an environmentally responsible consumer solutions for their lawn and garden needs. They have two different lines of Nature's uh, natural fertilizers for applications on all turf and plants. There's Nature's Creation Premium Lawn and Garden Fertilizer which contains no manure or biosolids and Turf Food, the name of the brand, uh, which is a poultry litter formula. Look for Nature's Creation products at Millburgers Nursery where you'll find a complete line of Nature's Creation environmentally friendly products which remember they're kid, pet, and planet friendly. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867, the number to call. You got something? We got about two minutes to... Uh... Yeah. I, uh... Hey, why don't you thank your guys again? That was nice of you, and my, about my, your your, my, your blue bonnet guys. My blue bonnet yeah, guys. we got about a minute or so. Yeah, uh, we we're t- talking about the harvesting of the wildflowers, and uh, in Calvin, dig in now. He's got uh, wildflowers need to be allowed to mature their seed. If you if you want the seed produced for next year's flowers, if you want to save the seed. In other words, this is the ugly time for the wildflowers, yeah. but you have to let them. If you want to say blue bonnet seed, you wait till the wait till the uh, pods go uh, yellow or, or brown, and then uh, what well, what we do is uh, put them on, uh, pull the pull the plants up, uh, and put them on, lay them on a sheet of plastic out in the, out in the sun for them to dry. And then they pop when they the seeds pop and spread the seed, and they uh, they stay on the plastic. Okay. And we're sun drying them, Milton. This is the first year that we've actually left them out in the field. Oh wow, really? So they're uh, my the 25 volunteers, wonderful volunteers that showed up uh, last week uh, to harvest them on Tuesday, put them on top of plastic. And I'll go out tomorrow to see if they're still on the plastic. <laughs> it got came through last night. A little windy and a little rain. Yeah. Oh, dear. All right, we're going to take a break while we do, so stay tuned next week, and we'll tell you more about what happened. <laughs> uh, we'll take a break, but we're back next hour. Uh, you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, and our number is 308-8867, and this is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, 
All right, welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Here you go. I'm going to give you the mic. Our phone number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Or you can come ask your gardening question in person like this nice man. Yes, sir, how can we help you? How do we know he's nice? Well, we're going to find out. I have two or three questions. Uh, number one, I have uh, two uh, uh, peach trees in the front of front of my house. And the first year and the second year, they produced uh, large uh, peach trees. Uh, this year, well, last year they, I, I trimmed it, uh, formed it into a per, uh, uh, pear-shaped, and uh, this year the uh, the pears, uh, I mean not the pears, but the peaches. The peaches became uh, very small. How can I get the peaches to grow larger, and how can I keep the birds from eating them before I do? <laughs> wow, you got any easier questions? <laughs> um, now, did did uh, were were they affected by the the freeze or the warm no, weather we had this no, winter? I don't know because uh, I I've read in the paper that uh, this year the crop was not very good in in Fredericksburg, and I, I didn't think that the weather would have that much of an effect on on, on the size of the, uh, the peach trees. But apparently, I, I'm not sure. That's why I'm here. I don't know if it was the the weather or whether. Uh, some, there's some, some something else. Yes, I sir. do fertilize. I do fertilize my peach trees. Okay. Do you know what variety they are? No, I don't. But they're the huge. They're they're, they're good quality. But the, but they they came back just normal. The yeah, leaves they, and, yeah, the, and it bloomed and yeah. everything. Yes, that's right. Well, the the most obvious thing on on the size is if you if you thin them out. If there's one peach every six inches. Mm-hmm. Then they'll get larger if there's as long as there's plenty of leaves. Okay. So that, and peaches are pretty put up with a lot. You can prune them pretty much mm-hmm. the way you want, and mm-hmm. they put up with it. Yes. So that shouldn't be a uh, be mm-hmm. a factor. Uh, so I I think that's probably probably the issue on the size. Okay. On the uh, the birds, that that's tough. Uh, the birds and bees. Yeah, squirrels and raccoons and, and everything love them. Love them. You can. Uh, you want. Of course, you want to get them picked as as soon as you can. Okay. Any kind of color change, and then you get them in inside. You can cover them with bird netting. Um, now on the, on the squirrels. I think the most effective thing there is you just get a live, you trap get a live them. trap and no. catch them. I don't have problems with the squirrels. It's mostly the birds and and the, the bees, you know, the, uh, the birds wasps, wasps, wasps. Wasps love them. Oh, the wasps. The wasps love the peach. Yes, when they the birds open them up and the, oh, and the, oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah. The wasp, yeah. but they won't. The wasps won't be a problem if no. the birds don't open them up. Okay. So, you you could try. You can get some of that bird netting and try that. All right. And uh, see if that helps keep them off. All all you need, you know, once there's any kind of color change, put the bird netting on real okay. quick and see if you can keep them off all right. until you can get the crop uh, off yeah. them. But okay. they're, they're tough. All right. Thin the fruit. Huh? Thin. You said thin yeah, the fruit. Thin, yeah, yeah, thin. I've, I've, thin I've so tried to do that. Yeah, okay, I have a second question. I have a... I have a, a couple of large pecan trees in the back, and I've had I've been trying for four or five years to grow some some grass under there, and I'm having a difficult time. I've tried soy and I'm trying to Saint Augustine, 
and uh, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because uh, I, they don't get the grass doesn't get enough seed or what. But uh, 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 do you have any suggestions on how I can improve uh, the grass growing around uh, the pecan, pecan trees in the backyard? Now pecans, you got a chance with pecans because they drop their leaves so early yeah. and they're I so slow to I put them back. I, yeah, I, I reckon I um, Soysia. It's probably not enough shade tolerance, uh, but uh, I, if there's that much shade, you may you may not have. Not be able that, to that's ever. One, yeah, that's one of our problems. Yes. We, well, it's a good problem to have. You'd rather have the shade than. Yeah, I know, but I mean, I I like to have some grass, but I'm thinking maybe I'm I just I just cover the the, the grass part with uh, with gravel or some some other substitute you know you can use mulch but you can you could try there's some there's a variety over here that supposed to have a little bit more shade tolerance mm-hmm. fj select is what it's called and they could tell you about it yeah okay. except i'm i'm not 100 percent confident that mm-hmm. that there's a lot of difference uh so you might you might have to look at those uh, well, other options. right now i have some um some uh, not the St. Augustine, but the other kind. Uh, what what did you call the other? Zoysia. No, no, it's another kind. Bermuda. Bermuda. Oh. I have Bermuda, and and it seems to be growing. It, but I, I'm fertilizing it practically every day with fertilizer, and yeah. it seems to be growing. The Bermuda, the Bermuda does not have any no. shade tolerance no. compared okay. to the St. Augustine. Well, so if you want any chance, mm-hmm. use one of the St. Augustines. Okay. And it will still still maybe too much shade for mm-hmm. it to do really well. Yeah. But I, uh, most of the times, and most of the time in pecan, you can usually get a fairly good. Yeah, yeah. I, I used to have it a long time ago, but experiment, uh, experiment a little bit. Get yeah. yourself come here on a uh, and get a try one of those okay. varieties that FJ's. Yeah. Get okay. A, get a small load and, yeah, and pick a spot and yeah. see how it does. Sure, it does yeah. Cool. Well, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much. Sure. Bye-bye. Here. Got another question? Can we ask it on the air? Sure. Good luck. All right. What you got? My question is regarding roses. Well, oh. I'm going to put a couple dozen roses in, and I'm worried about hydration. I don't know whether to go with a drip, a soaker, or a timer oh. with a sprinkler. Well, not a sprinkler for sure. Okay. Either, either the drip irrigation is is the best, but you can get by. Soaker is easy because you just string it string it out there, and then but then you have to. Well, you could have a timer, but you, then you turn it down and then let it go. But if you can put the drip, you know they got those drip kits. Right. And if you've got a rose bed, it's relatively easy to put those in. Well, it's like two flower beds around the back of the house. Okay. Uh, one gets morning sun up till about noon. The other side gets sun from about 10 till 5. Uh, 10, well, I, I guess the roses will survive in those situations. But they, they, they'd be much much happier if they got full sun. Yeah, full sun. But uh, on the irrigation, not... I think if you if you are handy with drip irrigation, put that in. Otherwise, just use those those soaker hoses, and then you then you have to then you just have to turn on the, just barely turn them on and right. run, run them for every every three days or so for um, two hours. But drips are better, you say? Yeah, yeah drip, drip is more permanent. Okay. Soaker hoses, easy, fast, cheap. Okay. Well, I heard that drips might have a problem with calcium. Well, I've got self-cleaning, and I mine are 14 years, 15 years, and I haven't had a problem with that. I 
Now, I have had problems with uh, deer uh, hook, hooking them in their horns, oh, and, okay. I've, and I've had rodents dig into them, but I haven't had problems with clogging from calcium. I think I have a problem with rodents. I've got enough cats. Huh? I have about eight cats. I don't have to worry uh, about No, them. they probably won't. Uh, I don't think the rodents. <laughs> now, they might poop in your rose bed. They do all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to keep them out of here. Jerry, what do you, you got any other No, No, you did a good job. All right. Cool. Thank, Thank you. Very you. Much. Good luck. All right. Yeah. Got one more question. Can we ask it on the air? All right, here, you'll grab the mic. You'll be on the air. Kevin, hang on a sec. Pardon? I was telling somebody who's uh, on the phones to hang on a sec. Kevin's a good guesser. Okay, I have a, uh, a a tree in my front yard, and it's, it's a little bit more broadleaf than, than this one right outside here, I think. But um, it's shooting up all kinds of little baby trees from its roots. And I'm trying to figure out how to get rid of those things without killing the tree. You know, you need to learn to love them. <laughs> They're baby trees. Come on, guys. Yeah, but I've got like a hundred of them over there, and th- that used to be my lawn. I've got ten thousand of them in my lawn. <laughs> so nothing you can do with them except cut them down. No, you yeah. I, I mow mine. Yeah. And uh, do, when I quit watering my lawn, and uh, quit watering my lawn, and the lawn begins to thin out. They yeah. become my lawn. There you go. They're green, <laughs> but yeah, you can't dig them out or yeah. anything else. They're okay. off the roots. The root suckers. They're off the roots. Yeah. And yeah. there's nothing you can spray them with to get rid of. That them. won't hurt the tree. Also, right. yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and it's the strangest thing because mm-hmm. some trees, you know, I used to try to credit it to the, the thin soil and yeah. compacted soil, but then you can have. Four trees almost the same spot, and yeah. one will be doing it, and the rest of them won't. So that's a part of its genetics. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Neil Neil Spear says a, a certain percentage of the oak trees have that have that characteristic. Okay. Yeah. Thank you very much. I, yeah, I, Jerry just uses the mower. I mine is kind of irregular, so I have to use a string mower. But that that works as long as I get to them early enough. Yeah. All right, 308-8867. Thanks, 308-8867. Kevin is on the line. Hey, Kevin, thanks for waiting. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Hey, good afternoon, guys. I spoke to you yesterday. Hey, what's going um, on? I, How you been? I tell, I tell you, if anybody uh, can find an answer for those little oak tree sprouts, I mean, they'd, they'd be a multimillionaire. <laughs> they would. <laughs> So, um, no, I had a follow-up question from yesterday. Um, I, I called on the, uh, the onions and, and no one to plant them, and, and a gentleman called in after I did, and um, you guys were talking about um, leaving them in the ground until the uh, tops uh, dried out. Is that correct? Right. Is that one? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Until the top fall, when the top falls over, you give them about uh, – uh, I think I think they let them sun for about a, three or four days, you know, until okay. they, they set their skin, uh, set set their outside skin, and uh, but now, you know, that's like everything else in a home garden situation. You you don't have to wait for till them for them to fall over, uh, and, and leave them in the ground. But the weather we're having now, because uh, yours, uh, yours start falling over? Yeah, uh, um, about, I'd say, maybe 10% of them. Oh, okay. Well, don't worry about that. When 50 to 60% of them get fall, uh, start falling over, 
then uh, the, the ones that don't fall over, you can rake down with a broom or knock down with a broom and then, again, leave them that uh, five to seven days till they, uh, they set their skin, and then you can harvest them and put them in some dry uh, dry location. Burlap bag. Burlap Yeah, yeah, burlap bag. <laughs> or a, pic- right. a yeah, picnic I, picnic table or something. Yeah, a picnic table. Oh, yeah, dry yeah. I got, I've got one of those. I just wanted to make sure they weren't going to rot in the ground. That, that was my concern. And, no, and, and, uh, well, once once they go over, uh, if we were to have, if we were to have a several inches of rain, uh, that's, that that and garlic is 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 the main thing. Once that garlic blooms, and uh, it, it doesn't matter if garlic blooms or not, but once it blooms and the bloom deteriorates. You need to get that garlic out of the ground before you have any wet weather on it. That's why we okay. grow most garlic in the yeah. desert. And that, and I uh, sometimes will, like my onions, when some of them are flopping over, and say I plant okra or something that I'm, needs to be watered or tomatoes close to them, and then sometimes I'll just pull those out and lay them on the ground because, yeah. because of the drip, because right. of the drip irrigation right. we're running there. Right. And, you don't want that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Once, once they begin to mature, uh, they are susceptible to, to rots from the rain. Right, right. And and so, guys, I mean, so setting that skin and everything, that will allow me to store them. But how long is the, the storage uh, period on, on those onions once you pull them and get that, you know, the... Now, if you, can, if you keep them high and dry, uh, of course, the sweet onions are shorter storage than the than the uh, the pungent onion. But more, right. since most everything we sell um, th- these days for home garden use are the sweet onions, uh, I'd say they should store a couple of months. Well, I make just, it just, okay. on, just out on the picnic table. Yeah, or, I make it. I, make, I usually make it till Thanksgiving on the picnic table. Oh my goodness! Okay. Yeah. But I mean, they're wow. not as pretty, pretty as they were at the beginning. Yeah. But if you if you put them in an air conditioned room in a nice burlap sack, you should. They, they'll probably. Yeah. Make, Who's gonna do that for a stinking onion? Well, that's, I, I, that's I, always I, the I issue. Uh. All it takes is one to rot. Yeah. Well, potato potatoes are almost as bad. Cause yeah. Because they, they can really smell bad too. Well, yeah, I, I kind of got, I kind of, like, like I told you guys yesterday, I kind of got carried away from your, uh, your onion broadcast. So I, I've got much more than my family could, like, eat. Uh, uh, well, we, if we only reach one, we told one person Jerry, with that yeah, broadcast, we told worth about it. that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I may look at some alternative methods of, you know, maybe drying them or, you know, because I, I use powdered onion all the time in recipes and things like that. I, yeah. maybe, so. All right, guys. Well, I Wait, well you, you're, you're, you're the one doing the experiment, aren't you? Yes, sir. I sure am. And and which which one did you say is has more leaves? And you're gonna make me uh, you're gonna make me say that again? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I loved it. I, I thought about I, it all night. I don't know. I, yeah, I just heard something about copious. It went through my mind. Again, oh, so I okay. <laughs> I, I, I I was just con- I couldn't remember. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, right, Kevin. Guys, have a great week. And, and, we, and we want to wait. We want to wait. Uh, w e i g h t. 
No. Uh, okay. We want to weigh the 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 different onion. Once once they top fall over, and and they dry down, you cut the tops off, and we need a weight comparison between the onion between the copious amounts of osmocote plus <laughs> and the and that uh, wonderful soothing. Comforting organic uh, technique. Poor Kevin. Yeah, so Jerry, I got a little carried away and I just put osmocote on most of them. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. I did. But my, but, but, you know, my, my, son, my son is in the uh, but, uh, the children's garden uh, down in the Botanical. Oh, oh okay. good. And his, his tomatoes look much better than mine do, so I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, they, they use uh, copious amounts of fertilizer. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, but it has to grow. I know because I've been down there with it. Yeah, right. <laughs> thanks, Kevin. Thanks, Kevin. Right, Take thanks, care. Bye. Bye. Hey, All right. uh, oh, is there somebody? There? Yeah, we got Mike on the line. Okay. So hang on to that thought. Mike is on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hey there, Mike. How are you doing? Oh, I think I'm doing pretty good. Good. Uh, I I was calling him about the old boy and the peaches. Don't not follow with the birds. I raise peaches down here around Poteet. Man, they're some of the best peaches you can get. But anyway, uh, I put a big old plastic owl on the fence line, and then in the tree, I'll hang the gaudiest, brightest colored old rubber snake I can find, and I just don't have trouble with the birds getting after the peaches then. Huh. That's great. You know, you know, I never had trouble with, with birds in the peach orchard in East Texas, and I can't quite figure that out. Uh, I don't know if it's because you have 25 acres. Yeah, that's. But uh, but uh, I have the same trouble as that the listener does. I mean, in, a, in a, my backyard, it's almost impossible to get any harvested because the birds are <laughs> between the birds and the squirrels. They're they're sharing them. The but problem is those mockingbirds. There's so many mockingbirds. Yeah. Well, or and the, and my. Uh, golden-fronted woodpeckers, which I generally love. But yeah, they, yeah, they, they're savage. They'll, they'll, they'll yeah. eat the eat the whole peach. But uh, so well, they're they not. A, you know, they don't land anywhere in the area where I've got that owl, and oh, I kind really? of put that stake out there for insurance. Okay, well, that's that's got to work because they they you know the starlings and some of the uh, birds that uh, nest in droves. In some of these places, I've noticed uh, over the gems on Bandera and uh, the 1604, they they have owls up on the up on the roof. Because mm-hmm. I, I I look I saw one up there, and so I'm over there, you know, yeah. getting ready to take a picture of him, thinking he's a real owl, because <laughs> they look real. Well, <laughs> but well, uh, that that works. They right ran those birds off. Well, I don't oh, yeah. know. My birds must be different because my birds go poop on their heads on those on the owls on those all <laughs> yeah those old owls. Uh, but you know, we we were at uh, in uh, Wilson County yeah. Floresville event. They had snakes on. Yeah, we were we're out there looking <laughs> out there looking out the front door. We did the radio show right there, and there's a snake up up on the uh, underneath the. A roof of the uh, yeah, entrance, trying, trying to keep swallows out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. well, and it, it, it took me about 45 minutes to figure out that that was a a prop. Oh, yeah, it looked real, didn't it? <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> uh, so it not only chased the swallows away, it, it uh, kept us at bay too. 
And, and there was a crowd of us watching, waiting for it to move. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every, everyone Get the management. Get the management. <laughs> well, thank you, Mike. Yeah, that's a good uh, idea. What kind of peaches do you grow down there? Well, I'm, I'm trying to get some of those in Houston. They're not doing as well, but I've been growing the Feliciana, and, man, they grow like crazy down here. I have still got peaches left over from last year. Wow. Uh, yeah, try uh, try Florida King down there. Well, I might do that. I'm, I'll probably need to put another peach tree in just for the heck of yeah. it. Yeah, that's a spectacular peach for down that down in that area. What do you do with all these delicious peaches? Do you sell them, or you just eat them and enjoy them, or share them? Or I share them. I trade them to people. Just you know. Uh, I get along with a whole lot of people down here, and we kind of think. <laughs> <they're here. laughs> sure. Especially when you have peaches. So, yeah. So how many trees do you have? Uh, right now I've got four, and I'd oh. like to put in a couple more. I'm, well, man, I'm just starting out. <laughs> well, you let me, yeah, let me know if that owl and snakes work when you got about 400 of those peaches. Oh, man, Calvin. Now, Mike was happy. and Okay. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> Right. Good luck, Mike. Thank you for calling. You, you take care. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867, and toll-free, 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come back in just a moment. You are listening to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 Boulevard Road with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, back after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and right now it's the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the 6-inch pot for just four eighty-eight. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant, and you'll find them in the 4-inch pot on sale for just $0.98 cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather, and now it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just three eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, nine eighty-eight. Just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place. MillburgerNursery.com. MillburgerNursery.com. San Antonio is Military City, USA. And 9.30 a.m. The Answer is proud to be a part of the tradition with Military City USA Radio Saturday mornings at 0800 hours. You'll hear from members of our active military, military civilians, and our veterans who have contributed to the brave history of our military. Military City USA Radio, Saturdays at 0800 hours on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. My entire career revolves around the intersection of the words time and money. Hi, Robin Hoppus of Big State Financial here to show you how to get more of both. You can add 20% day one to your retirement income value that's guaranteed against market losses. 
Think about it. A guaranteed 20% boost to your retirement income value could help you retire on your terms. Call me right now, 210-373-6000, and find out more. Time is money. Don't wait. This 20% bonus can change at any time. Call me now for your free retirement readiness review at 210-373-6000. Call and learn if you qualify for that 20% bonus. Time and money. An hour of your time could be worth a 20% boost to your retirement income. Day one. Big State Financial, 210-373-6000, or visit us at BigStateFinancial.com. After one of the most remarkable elections in U.S. history, Donald J. Trump became our 45th president. Since his inauguration, the news cycle has raced to keep up with his policies and promises on immigration, health care, jobs, and foreign affairs. But how do voters accurately evaluate the first 100 days of the Trump presidency? And what should Americans expect moving forward? To honestly answer these questions, 938. The answer, along with our local sponsor, Robert Custom Homes, and our national sponsor, My Pillow, present President Trump, the first 100 days, an evening with Larry Elder, May 23rd in San Antonio. Larry will address the issues and evaluate the president's first several months in office. Be a part of this interactive event. Tickets start at just $15 and are available now at 930amtheanswer.com. Sponsored by In-Home Senior Care and My Pillow. Visit MyPillow.com and type the discount code 100 days to buy the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. Larry Elder at San Antonio's Palladium Theater on May 23rd. Presented by 930 AM. The Answer. Jay Sekulow explains the border fence scenario. Just to put everybody into kind of a perspective of what's really happened here, this is not new legislation that the president has put forward. When we talk about a security fence, this was allocated in 2006. It was called the Secure Fence Act. But guess who signed on to it? Barack Obama when he was a senator and Hillary Clinton when she was still in the United States Senate. So this is had wide support. The Jay Sekulow Show, weeknights at 7, right after Larry Elder at 5, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. While Calvin answers a question off the air, we're going to talk to Charlie, who's called us at 308-8867. Hi, Charlie. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great, and thank you for taking my call this morning. Sure, Yeah, I've got a question for uh, uh, Dr. Parsons on the okay. uh, Roma Surprise tomatoes. Yeah. I took... Yeah, I picked some right at the end, just before the freeze last year, and they they, they even all the green ones even turned red and was able to eat them up until uh, February. But uh, I picked, yeah, I, so I took some seeds from the last the last one I had. It was getting a little, you know, getting a little soggy. Yeah, so I took some seeds and did a wet seed on it, and uh, got quite a few seedlings. I need to find out when do I separate those seedlings and how. Okay, so you planted the seed, and now the seedlings have come up. Right, and they're about and, and, and they're three or four inches tall. Right, they're three or four three inches, or four inches tall. Yes, sir. The the best way to do it is you you can either separate separate them now, separate them now. In other words, just dig out, dig out, dig them out, dig out the root system, little ball of root system. And then uh, pull them apart. Okay. Would it be better to soak them in water? Would it be better to soak the root system in water? I don't. I don't. I, the, the commercially speaking, they don't soak them in water. Oh, okay. 
But any any way that you can pull them apart, if soaking in water helps them pull apart easier, go ahead and do that. Okay. And just use a regular potting mix with it? And, uh, use a regular potting mix? Or, uh, yes, there you go. Or, or okay. you can... Uh, at this time of the year, you could uh, you could try planting some directly into the soil. Okay. If you got if you do that. yeah, just plant them directly into the soil because they they're like a they're like a uh, cherry tomato. I mean they they cut they naturally come up uh, right, you know right. in the spring at this time of the year. So uh, I, I do that. How many how what, many bunches have you got? I only I just picked up one little tomato and uh, got uh, three bunches out of it that were wet. Now I saved some of the other other seeds and uh, washed them and dried them out. I haven't planted those yet. Now when would be the best time to plant those for a winter crop or to you know set them in a seedling? In uh, see, we were trying. We were trying to uh, beat that, beat the Thanksgiving freeze, or mm-hmm. after the, you know, beat the freeze. Uh, so uh, we we were putting those transplants on the market in uh, in July, late July. Okay. And they they're thirty days from seed to sell, so uh, that would be uh, June. June. Late, I need late to plant June. More then. Late June yeah, okay. is, is when you plant the seed for the uh, transplants that you're going to grow for the fall. Okay. Understand? Yes, sir. That that helps me quite a bit, Doctor. Appreciate it. But what, Thank what, you what I was go- what I was going to say, um, just kind of barely pull those those clumps apart. And if you if you have trouble getting the individual plants from those with roots on them, uh, you might want to plant, uh, you know, a part of a clump. Just right, leave them, right. leave them two or three plants, and then when one plant shows that it's going to be dormant, you can uh, uh, cut uh, the other, other, uh, you know, so they won't be so close. Yeah, together. just trim it out of there. Right, I understand. Trim, trim it out of there. There you go. All righty, Doctor Parsons. I appreciate it. All right, Thank yeah, you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you saved some seed, and I'm glad you had good luck with them. Oh, it was great. It's better better than any other tomato I've ever had. I mean, I and it produces you know quite a bit. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. They they right. taste good to you, didn't then? Oh, yes, sir. They make great pico de gallo and great uh, sauces. So good. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's, that's it's what we them. We'll we'll have some good more this tomato. fall. More transplants oh, okay. this fall. Well, that's great. Right. I appreciate it, Doctor. Thank uh, you. Thank you for calling. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Bye-bye. All right, 308-8867 is our number, 308-8867. And toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. John is on the line. Hey there, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Excellent. John, it's a beautiful Good. day out here. Isn't it pretty? Hey, um, you mean the solution for the live oak uh Root scraps and everything coming up in the lawn. Right. Is don't don't have a lawn and let the live oak grow down the way it's supposed to. No, that uh, we're like like Kevin was saying right there at the end of the conversation. We used to say, well, it's in a shallow soil. It's in a shallow, you know, it's in a shallow soil. 
But the problem, the problem with it is, you can you can have two or three trees, and you know these oaks. What what is so mysterious about this is those those oak trees, in a neighborhood, are are growing in what we call a mott. In other words, if you look at them from the air, uh, they probably all started with uh, one or two seedling uh, live oaks. So they're all connected, and uh, you—it's hard to explain why you have three trees, three live. This is in my yard. You have three live oaks in a row, and uh, only only the only the one, the the middle one, has oak sprouts. The other, the 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 two on uh, on either side, and we're talking about their. Uh, 20 feet apart, uh, have, uh, you know, uh, don't have o- uh, oak sprouts. So we, we don't know what causes them. I, we, we, we put it off on a genetic, a gen- genetic situation, but uh, since those plants are, are, like I said, in mots, what we call mots are groups, connected groups. It's hard to ma- imagine that they're not the, of the same genetic origin. You see what I'm talking about? Uh, so uh, we don't know what's causing those oak sprouts, but it's not the fact that we've got lawns over them because uh, uh, so, some areas that don't have any grass on them at all have oak sprouts. So... Uh, the one guy was talking also about the pine trees and trying to grow grass under there. Yeah. Uh, it's a whole lot harder to pick up those pecans when they're down in the grass. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but that, that's true. They had that, the thing was like a spring on rollers. You know, that's really good for picking up the pecans. But right, I, right. I had that had a lawn under, under like six or seven pecan trees. Oh, man, you couldn't right. even walk in that with your bare feet. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Very well. Huh. Thanks, John. Okay, thanks for calling. All right, that'll free up a line at 308 8867. 308 8867. Toll free, it's 866 308 8867. Calvin's still answering questions. Uh, <laughs> I think we've moved on from olive trees to something else, though. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, on, on, on the interest that people had last week at plantanswers.com, 280 people came in and looked at the horse herb uh, really? articles uh, and information on horse herb. So, uh, and this 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 is kept. It's been popular for the last month or so. So yeah. since we talked about mentioning. Now, unfortunately, since we're, since we're trying to promote horse herb as a you know, as a ground cover under under uh, bad situations like pecan trees and things like that. Uh, like I said, a lot of people have become interested in. It. However, uh, my my plant answers man, Forrest Appleton, yeah, gets a question on how do you get rid of the native ground cover called horse herbs. Yeah. Oh, Somebody no. wants to get rid of horse herb. Can you imagine such a thing? Mm. 
And the sad thing thing about it is Forrest gave him the answer. No, no. Forrest. (laughs) What did he say? Quit quit watering it? He says, uh, you can kill it with one of the glyphosate herbicides. Okay, Roundup. Roundup. However, this plant receives itself prolifically, and you must prevent these seeds from germinating. This will require the application of a pre-emergent broadleaf herbicide after you've killed the plants, and again in three to four months, kind of like grass burrs. Can you believe he's out there telling people how to kill this this wonderful ground cover? I don't know what got into him. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he doesn't believe in the sustainable winter lawn. Ah, uh, Lord. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. All right, we got to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and right now it's the time to head over to Millburgers to find terrific things for your garden. You'll find things for sun and shade, like caladiums, on sale in the six-inch pot for just $4.88. Vincas are on sale, and they have the Cora series of Vinca, which are disease-resistant and deer-resistant, and you'll find them in the four-inch pot on sale for just $0.98 cents each. One of the most popular plants at Millburgers is Mexican Heather. And now it's on sale in the one-gallon container for just three eighty-eight. This week at Millburgers, you'll find savings on Bougainvillea. Ground covers are on sale. And Dwarf Yopon Holly, you've heard us talk about it. Now save on it. 50% off in the three-gallon container, nine eighty-eight. Just nine eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. To learn more about all the great events that are happening at Millburgers and what's on sale, you only need to go to one place, millburgernursery.com, millburgernursery.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. DeWitt Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of lawn care professionals and consumers. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for responsible homeowners. DeWitt Pro 5 Seed Barrier, the industry's best needle-punched polypropylene fabric designed for the homeowner who demands professional quality products. Pro 5 Weed Barrier conserves soil moisture, increases growth, and prevents unwanted weeds from germinating. Pro 5 is a non-chemical, environmentally sound form of weed control, allowing air, water, and nutrients to pass through, which equates to no use of chemicals to eliminate weeds. With this permeable landscape fabric, air passes through, preventing soil suffocation, and is sustainable to grow healthy plants. The needle punch material allows water and nutrients to slowly seep through while preventing all weeds from growing. It is the ideal product for weed control under rocks, mulch, and soil. Pro 5 Weed Barrier is available at Millburgers Nursery in many different sizes. Next time you're at Millburgers, ask for DeWitt Pro 5 Weed Barrier. 
And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free. Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super service award 10 years in a row i'm sorry but i'm bob jenkins of bob jenkins pest and lawn services when you call me bob jenkins we'll find and fix the problem you're having if it's rodents insects stinging bugs or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life call bob jenkins pest and lawn services today and get 20 dollars off your initial pest control service and ask about the mosquito treatment special 210-979-PEST jenkinspest.com i'm bob jenkins and i approve of this message Joe Walsh sees the war in this country. You need to quit complaining that the liberal media got rid of Bill O'Reilly. Quit complaining about that. We are at war. Yeah, liberals are going after Fox News. Yeah, they went after Bill O'Reilly. Yeah, they're going after Trump. Yeah, look at what these liberal judges are doing. We are at war in this country. The Joe Walsh Show, weeknights at 10 on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 9.30 a.m. The answer, Sam, hang on a sec. Trace is up here with us. We're going to find out what's going on. What's up, Trace? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'll do, we'll talk to Sam. Trace is That's getting amazing a call. amazing every time you pick <laughs> no, up the mic, it's over. Hi, Sam. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today, Sam? Oh, good. I oh, love your show, guys. I'm glad I got on. Thank you. I had a question about figs. Um, I live on the northwest side of town, up off Calabria, near uh, Government Canyons Park. I rooted this fig of my grandmother. She planted it in 1965, and I dug down in my soil, and I have caliche, the brand okay. new subdivision. I mean, I got some of the soil and poured vinegar on it, and it started fizzing like al- you know, like alka-seltzer. Um, what can I do? Is there anything I can do? Hang on. Sam, Sam, we lost you for a sec. Are you still there? Yes, sir. So we, we lost you at, at poured. You, you poured, poured something. Oh, okay. Um, I have really heavy caliche soil in my new subdivision, and I'm trying to grow a fig in it. And I poured I, – I, my soil is so alkaline, I, I don't know what to do with it. You live with it. More, more, most figs will do pretty good in in that condition. It's uh, this just, yellow it, kind of clay kind of caliche stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, you're not going to change it. It's going to be alkaline. What What did you pour in there? You said you poured something. Oh, I I pulled, I I just tested the soil. I poured a little vinegar. Not in the hole, just on some <laughs> soil, and it started fizzing. There you go. You could do the same <laughs> thing with concentrated sulfuric acid, and uh, it wouldn't change the pH. 
Well, tenth of a point. Well, with temporarily. Okay. <clears throat> so, temp- very temporarily. And so, should so I amend, you, amend it with organic matter? No. Well, uh, never hurts for organic matter. No, it, it won't hurt anything. But I'm, what I'm saying is, a fig, a lot of the, a lot of the figs, uh, one called brown turkey, and then uh, we have one called uh, the the uh, 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 lemon fig that we sell. We we'll be selling a few of them at the uh, Festival of Flowers, and. Uh, you just, uh, I, I planted figs and basically had to chip out a hole to plant the fig. <laughs> yes, sir. And, yes, sir. Uh, and uh, and uh, planted as deep as you can and then and then uh, put mulch or keep mulches around it and things like that. And uh, you you probably do pretty good with those figs. Okay. Now, what, right. this, this one that you got for your grandmother, that's the one you want to plant? Yes, sir. I've, I've you, tried to identify you, it, and it it makes figs like a turkey fig, but the leaves don't look like a turkey fig. And she planted the tree in 1965, and I uh, I dug some of the suckers up, and they had roots on them, and uh, successfully got them to grow in a pot. Good. Uh, did, did it, it didn't have knots on the roots, did it? No, sir. Sometimes they have nematodes. That's why it's no, better I to do it from do it from cuttings. Have you still got okay. access to the tree? No, sir. Uh oh. Okay, That's, so, it, so it, it was up in uh, Hawkins, Texas. They moved her in a assisted living place. Oh, okay. And uh, I knew it was my last time to get at the tree, so I I dug up seven or eight suckers, and all of them made it. Okay, uh, I would put some in the ground, uh, half of them in the ground, and half of them in uh, large containers, okay. like whiskey barrel size containers. And then you've got a okay. reserve in case you yeah it uh, doesn't work in the ground. But I'm with Jerry. I think they'll work fine in the ground. Okay, yeah, figs are pr- figs are pretty adapted, and you know huh. you don't really want them to grow that fast because. <laughs> Because uh, you know they get big, they get big trees. Yes, sir. I was gonna kind of prune them in a shrub kind of form. Yeah, get over that. <laughs> okay. You're not gonna be able to do that. <laughs> that thing's okay. gonna want to be a tree. Uh, well, they look they look kind of like a round. They get as big as a tree, but look like a shrub, <laughs> you know, round right. and thick and thick. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks, Sam. Uh, thanks, Sam. Good luck, Sam. Good luck to you. you. All right. Tell us what happens. All right, 308-8867. Hey there, Trace. All right, so let's see how long before we get a call. Uh, <laughs> we're still doing the Fiesta medals. All right. Uh, oh, good. So uh, still got a, a, a... I've got mine. Uh, yeah, and I got mine. And uh, so they're Rupri, they're uh, first-year additions, mm-hmm. so uh, we're going to try to keep this tradition rolling. Good. And uh, they're $7, and the, the money goes to the Salvation Army. So we still got that going uh, for those collectors out there. you got to have your Millburgers pen. 
There you go. And uh, it's plenty of color, lots of uh, lots of stuff to pick from. The Xenias are gorgeous. The Vincas mm-hmm. are gorgeous. We got Bougainvilleas on sale, and they're flying out the door. Yeah. <laughs> That must be difficult. Almost like little, like, <laughs> like the bat seminar yesterday. Oh, there you uh, go. A <laughs> well, and we have we've had a lot of questions about people whose bougainvilleas were affected in the freeze, and uh, one of the things we always say, well, it's it's easier just to get new ones. The price is reasonable, and you got instant color. Yep, I agree. So they're here. They're attractive. Save ten dollars. We did get a new shipment of uh, uh, hybrid roses in. Oh, good. Uh, I think about another two, three hundred of them, if oh, I'm not mistaken. Wow. So, and then all uh, the tough, the tough modern a roses, selection and of the, roses. those drift roses, knockouts. And I uh, saw antiques. Martha Gonzalez yeah. over there last yeah. week. Yeah. So you get some Grandma Jello in? No. Some somebody's got to grow it. The last <laughs> the last ones I I got I got from Greenleaf, and uh, oh. they haven't showed it available. Oh man. So hopefully soon. I'll let you know when that happens. Okay. Then we got the plant of the weekend. That's uh, Jerry's baby. We're, Kathy we're Rosa doing, Sharon. Yes, it is. And it's, uh, it's a real pretty purple color. This one is uh, Blue Angel. Mm-hmm. Blue Angel. And we've got it in gallon cans for twelve ninety nine. And last time I walked by, there was about six. So the one up here plus seven. And uh, and we got a bigger container in. So we got a five gallon. They're thirty four ninety nine. And I bet they're pretty. In the, we, we actually had a, a phone call where uh, we, we were to save a Blue Angel and, and one of the ras- uh, the uh, sm- smoothie series. Okay. Raspberry smoothie, I think is the one. So tell people what you mean for. by you got a phone call. and. Well, uh, on the plants of the weekend, really, all you got to do, they're always limited numbers. Uh, that makes them special. And uh, you can call the store, and we can set one aside for you. and uh, So you don't have to come right now and still can take advantage of the... Uh, uniqueness of the offer so you would call 497-3760 497-3760 and uh just say hey i want one of those uh althea's blue angel jerry's baby althea uh <laughs> and then they'll put it aside for you so or come by today you can obviously come in person but i realize there are probably people that are uh, have plans for today and uh would come by tuesday but they want to still be able to get it they want to lock it in so uh, call the nursery at 497-3760 and uh, they'll put aside some for you and if you've got, uh, you've been planning on really going after the butterflies this year, put on your calendar for uh, May 13th because we're going to have the grand opening of the the, the uh, Milberger's Butterfly Garden here. And I'll be available an hour before the radio show from 11 and then the radio show in an hour after to talk about uh, butterfly gardens that talk about the plants that are in the in the garden. And of course, Milburgers will have all the the mist flower and the zinnias, um, milkweeds, and there's going to be a special sale too that day for folks that are uh, looking to outfit their um, butterfly gardens. Uh, I think it's they're planning on 20% off for the plants that are on this list. And Jerry's going to put them on PlantAnswers.com. The list. It's, it's a significant list. The garden, you can see what the plants look like yeah. when they're together. Uh, you got lots of choices, so you can find stuff you like. You know, zinnias are one of my favorites, and uh, butterflies love them, but uh, there's lots and lots of different uh, plants that fit into a butterfly garden. So, But put that on your calendar 
13th of May, that Saturday before Mother's Day. And we think it'll be a neat kind of deal if you're um, talking about a butterfly garden as a family and you get it, uh, bring the kids and everybody, you know, pick the plants. And then uh, sometime, you know, that weekend you could even do some uh, planting uh, for Mother's Day uh, on the butterfly garden. So uh, keep watching com for more information. We'll also uh, tell you a little bit about it as we get closer. Uh, but uh, com is the place to go for that. And it's still time to fertilize the lawn, and the fertilizer is still on sale for about $10 off. Yeah, why don't the, that's also one of the best fertilizers to use for your regular garden, your flower garden, your vegetable garden, so... Get yourself a supply now that it's on sale, and it's at that's at 19.59 slow release lawn fertilizer that is so versatile and works works for everything. Got four percent iron and twelve percent sulfur, which brings out the iron, yes. brings out the greenness. So that that may you know that yellowing that everybody's interested in, that kind of fertilizer may help address that yellowing. Yeah, and, absolutely. And then you can go even further. And there's one called Iron Plus here that's that's just it's just nitrogen and iron. Must have sulfur in it too, but it's just basically iron and uh, nitrogen. You can even uh, make two applications of uh, do the 19.59 for the slow release lawn uh, nitrogen, and then the Iron Plus to get that extra extra iron in there and you should get a pretty quick response to the yellowing yeah that's copious amounts of well yeah but yeah you, yeah you in my article i did say you got to be careful you don't you don't want to use more than you need of fertilizer yeah you right split the applications and those two the amounts and nobody's mentioned that they got the ground covers on sale as well as our favorite uh, shrub dwarf yopon holly what ground covers are on sale? We haven't heard that. Uh, Asian jasmine, English ivy, larope, Aztec grass, monkey grass, and dwarf monkey grass. Wow. All the four shades. Four-inch pots regularly at $1.60 on sale for a dollar. And that's, the, that's all the shade-tolerant plants. Right. And if you plant them in that four-inch size, they, they'll fill in pretty darn quick. Um, and you can't beat that dwarf yopon holly. Fifty percent off that dwarf yopon holly. So then uh, that's that's the best foundation. I guess is that the best foundation shrub uh, that's on the market. I guess. Well, I think I think purple. it's hard. I mean, it's arguably the it's easy. You know, it's in you, the top five. That's for sure. Yeah, four. everybody has a little different opinion, but it's hard to argue that that isn't one of the best. Oh yeah, because there's no disease or. And it Deer won't eat it. Yeah. And uh, another one I like is, uh, which is probably not on sale, but the Dwarf Chinese Holly is another one I like. It's got uh, yeah, this is just Kelly, Kelly Green color. That's another one the deer won't eat. Most of the hollies, as great as they are, the deer will eat them, other than the Yopon and then that Dwarf Chinese. Yeah, they say they're dry tolerant, sun, sun, sun or shade, and deer tolerant. And they're a disciplined grower. That's one of the neat, best things about the hollies. You don't have to spend all your time 
pruning them. You kind of you know how they're grow. They're thick, um, and you don't have, every year you don't have to have to prune them. They don't grow real fast. Yeah, that's that's what people get fooled. Uh, they might come along and and want to plant a foundation shrub. And we tell them that this dwarf yopon holly is your best choice. And then they go look at it in a gallon. Let's see, are these gallons? Uh, yeah, three gallons. These are three gallons, 50% off. So that's a little bit larger shrub. But uh, they want something bigger. Well, when you're making a foundation planting, you want something small and dwarf-like. And dwarfs grow slower, so uh, they could wait. You just thirty-five say, years like you did, and yeah. get, get a five-foot to six-foot plant. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to prune mine down. Great, great grants always when he comes visit. He's <laughs> why don't you ever <laughs> prune this back? Yeah, why would you prune it back? The stupid thing is, uh, after forty years, it's uh, oh, five five and a half feet tall. Uh-huh. Six feet tall. Still, is it still uniform and thick? No, well, it's it's thinned in the bottom. Oh, okay. The bottom thinned in the, because of the you shading, know, shading. Uh, top shading. Yeah. But uh, it's it's still considered 40 years. That's that's not much growth in 40 years. Yeah. But it's never never had never had to be sprayed. It's never no iron or. Anything like that on it to, to keep it keep it green. Yeah, it's a pretty ideal plant. Hey, we got just about a minute left. I want to thank everybody that came out yesterday and was a part of the uh, children's uh, gardening class. This one was on bats, uh, and uh, it was uh, everybody well, got to take a bat home, right? Uh, we're, we haven't confirmed that just yet. Oh, okay. we'll have to have to wait and see. Are we doing it, an Im- bat inventory? Huh? Yes, Seriously. we're counting the bats that we have left to to see what happened. But uh, we want to, of course... Uh, and I'm sure we'll find those three children that are missing. Uh, sure. Thanks, Calvin. You're not helping. <laughs> hey, and uh, we want to, of course, remind you that if you want to know what's going on at the nursery, go to millburgernursery.com. Millburgernursery.com. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today, but thanks to Carlo back at the station getting all your calls on the air. And, of course, thanks to you for listening. On behalf of the docs, I want to encourage you to join us next Saturday and Sunday back here at Millburgers. I'm Milton Glick, and this is The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.